This is the I Know Podcast, where we're all about healthy debate, honest conversation, and talking beer junk. Information, knowledge, observation. <laughs> this is the I Know Podcast. I N O. Information, knowledge, observation. Also, I know nothing. Big up for dark skin man like Kofi. Yo, yo, yo. Um, Romar as well know in here with us. He in Canada. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. or R.I.P.? I said R.I.P. No, you said R.I.P. That would have been... Roman Paris. Snobberies. Um, big up for Malik Mosey, um, who is our producer man. We in Rubadown Productions, right? We got a special guest. Um, anyway, big up Romar. We didn't see... Are you coming to me? No, we get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. Special guest and everyone. Me, I need to also do. No, I was like, but not right now. Big up Romar. You need to get an introduction. You need to get an introduction. But I just want to say that... Since the Dr. Carrington um, interview that inspired Romar to go and get tested mm. and came back negative. So my man yeah. is <laughs> STD. He got 63% STD. Oh, okay. <laughs> was a good time. <laughs> At least he passed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, so he, he good. I ain't gonna lie. I had I, I, I high hopes we might be. Wow. <laughs> I got it, he went though. And anybody mm-hmm. that, that 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 has not been in a while and never went, um just go. Me. Especially people that never went. I yeah. think you need to go. You need to go. Anyway, um our first TDs and we're on to something. Um good. So my turn? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um this is um Krista. Krista is a psychologist and you specialize in trauma. Yeah. And I know you from... I've, I've respected you for a long time. I've admired you for a long time. And it's one of them things that I would still keep out. Like, that's a conversation. I would keep out our friendship just because it's weird. But honestly, you always were somebody that was a step ahead of everybody your age, I feel. And it's one of them things that you never had to admit it. You could just see it. Like, because you would be part of um, a lot of activist stuff. And before it was cool to be an activist on social media, you're actually, like, on the ground doing stuff. Like, you saw the, you saw Barbados for, like, what it could be as opposed to, like, what it was. So, because of that, anyway. that you're, you. That is why I wanted to bring you on. And I wanted to, like, run some things by you. Okay. Right? Um, anyway, so, hello. Um, I have to work on the introductions, by the way. I was going to say, you cut off the previous one for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hi. Um, hey, man, what's up? So, yes. I guess we could kind of start... Hi, guys. <laughs> we could kind of start with, um, with, um, what made you want to be a psychologist? Okay. Um, there's no sob story behind it, really. Um, I think sometimes you just know what you're calling is mm-hmm. and I knew from the beginning that it was to help just naturally that that was me mm-hmm. and so I was a good listener and then naturally people say you know you could be a good therapist and I thought oh okay talk all day okay until I you know realized what it was and I said you know what this is where I want to be um, and you know as you said I started activism very early and it was just from seeing things happening in the world um, and through that, I saw the need for therapists in Barbados, and I said, okay, well, that's it. Mm. And from the get-go, I just knew that's where I'd be. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I couldn't be a doctor because I'm afraid of blood, so. 
So that was the next closest thing. <laughs> you could be a dentist though. There's no, blood. There's still blood. Yeah, it's right, got beating gums and things. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, no, yeah. Blood is not it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, okay. So, so it's more specifically when it comes to trauma, what kind of patients do you see? It's mostly rape victims, but the thing about it is that trauma could be anything, right? So, um, somebody who gets into an accident, for example, or somebody who found out that they're HIV positive could be traumatic for them. But my specialty from the beginning um, would be persons who experience sexual violence or domestic violence. So, yeah. And for what you've seen so far, you know, um, dealing with these patients, and especially in Barbados, what trends do you see? with the, I guess, the, the perpetrators. Do you see any trends at all? Well, I mean, statistics show usually a lot of these things start with people that you know. So you're gonna, yes, you're gonna find the cases where um, a female may go out and something may happen, but unfortunately, you're seeing a lot of stuff happen at home. Mm. Um, and one of the things that bother me as well is that when a patient comes, it's not usually something that happened last week or happened um, last month, it's something that happened Every when they were a child mm-hmm. and now they're seeing the effects of it. Or unfortunately, it may have happened again and then now they realize, you know, I really need to see somebody. Mm-hmm. But abuse has always been a very hush-hush thing, especially if it's in a family. You know, I don't want to upset anybody, don't let anybody know. So, you know, a child now has to take that into being a teenager and hold on to that. And then as an adult, you know, have difficulties maybe interacting with a partner or, you know, repression, which is you just hold this in. One day somebody, it can be any random person tell you something and then boom, you just explode, right? Because you haven't dealt with it properly. Um, so those are some of the challenges you know, that you'd see. What, what made you um, choose, you know, rape victims particularly as opposed to any other kind of trauma? Well, I've had some experiences that made me uncomfortable. I've had friends who've had experiences as well. Um, so naturally I thought it would have been a good fit, but sometimes just, I guess it's divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied in Jamaica. I couldn't find a practicum placement and it just so happened. My practicum in Jamaica happened to be rape victims. When I had to do it here, it happened to be rape victims as well. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes things just fit. It just all worked together. Um, not everybody could be a trauma counselor because every patient I see, um, you know, depending on the setting, it's every day talking to rape victims. So from the time I realized this is something that I could do, you know, I wouldn't leave it because you don't have many um, therapists that would be able to deal with it either. Mm-hmm. So, What are some of the things that, that, that have, like your mindset has changed towards when it comes to, to rape and what have you learned from doing it so far? I think... Pr- you know, personally, everybody, remember I was talking about the hush-hush type of behavior, is, you know, for me, it's, it can't be hush-hush anymore. So being a little louder about it. So being able to, um, from the time I notice something's happening, encouraging people to talk about it. And it made me feel uncomfortable as well because that's how we've been socialized. Something happens like this, you're not supposed to talk. So for me, it's like we need a louder voice. So it's causing me to be a little louder. Um, what I have learned would be really the necessity. And not only the necessity for re- victims, but when I say trauma counseling, oh. people who have like HIV. When you say necessity, you kind of threw me off a bit. Oh. I, necessity of what? 
of therapists. Right, sorry, yeah. yeah sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry. The necessity of therapists, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of things that people don't consider, for example, you go and you get tested, you find out that you were HIV positive. That's a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to go to a counselor. Yeah. Um, you find that you have breast cancer or any type of cancer. People, you know, often don't look at you know, the psychological effects. Mm. So what I've learned is that trauma is not only rape victims. So trauma could be anything that's really life altering. Mm. What about your um, attitude towards men? Has that changed because of the whole rape victim? I would say I try not to. Um, maybe the first time I probably felt a way about it, but I did counsel or have the opportunity to counsel and work with men who have um, been perpetrators. And so through that process, I would say, yes, I understand, but it is hard. So when they come to you, like they come to you like from a place of remorse, the perpetrators, I mean? Yes. Okay. So when they come, why why do they well I guess you can't really give your specific mm-hmm. but why do they usually say that they rape somebody I don't know that there's necessarily a reason um, the truth is if I'm going to say A I have to say B a lot of people yes we focus on the rape victims but mm-hmm. somebody who could violate another person in that way should go to counseling as well so the reason is going to be different because you're going to have people who were raped as well and end up doing the same thing, mm-hmm. all right? It's not gonna be all the time, but I know I may get some licks for it, but people who, men or women, who um, end up being the perpetrators, they also need to come to counseling as well. It's it's not only for That's survivors. That's get licks for that. that. That makes perfect sense. I think, I think, because, I think because the assumption is that all that rapists are should Horrible be ostracized. People, should right. be ostracized, and what and what they shouldn't get is help. They should right. more just be like I, you know. You already know my stance on rehabilitation. I don't right. think you should go to jail like to be locked away f- away from the public. It should be a place of rehabilitation where mm-hmm. you right. become a better person. So that makes perfect sense. Right, and counseling is going to be a really important part of that as well. You ever had like um, patients that like weren't aware that that's what they were doing? I think at the point where somebody goes to therapy, especially because it's um, like a self-referral, they know. Um, I haven't had that, but, you know, it could happen. People will come to therapy and say, you know, I'm upset at life because yada, yada, yada. And then when you dive in a little deeper, you know, there's some things that they've gone through or some things that have been happening that they didn't even realize was a problem. Um, And that's a reality as well. So Mm. it is what it is. What, what what about I get the feeling that like our culture and I don't know if it's because of life in leggings or just what the conversation is now but it seems like specific to our culture we have like more of a sexual assault rape issue than other places do you think so? you mean like I mean that's in, in, in general like Barbados compared to other countries I feel like the Caribbean on a whole yeah. like got uh, um sorry you carry on a whole. Like we have we real lazadaisical when it comes to anything, any sort of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Like we the the victims don't like to talk about it because it's embarrassing, and mm-hmm. then the perpetrators like dying. It's almost mm-hmm. that sort of attitude. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, which is a bad thing. We've I don't want to say we've normalized it, but there's so many people. We don't have obviously up to date statistics because people aren't reporting, but. It happens so often. We all know somebody who it's happened to, but maybe you haven't come, you know, gone to the police or what's not. That 
you know, it's clear to see that there is a problem, especially when it's happening in families and we continue to say, you know, don't say anything. Mm. Um, and, you know, movements like Life in Leggings and stuff like that, they're allowing women to speak out mm. and, you know, women to say, all right, well, this is not okay. Mm. And when we have women doing that, it's something powerful, you know, because now if it happens, I feel like I'm in a safe space to speak. Also for men as well, men are victims of um, sexual abuse and they tend to not want to come forward as well. Mm. Um, and that's a real, a real challenge as well. I, I feel like more with men, well, I can't say, I would say more with men just because the pressure is like, how you could be a man and get raped. Yeah, that's, exactly. like, yeah. yeah that's, that's really But you could defend yourself, but you don't yeah. want it probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's her vibe. The same thing, like even when like, when you hear a scenario where the teacher like interfering with the student, if it's a female teacher, like with a male student, that's praised. Furthermore, like it, it just our mindset on it is mm-hmm. on it is really weird. It's how we're socialized, right? Because yeah. Caribbean men are macho, so so to think, especially, and when we think about macho, we think in a sexual way as well. Mm-hmm. So when we think about abuse, we're not thinking of it as abuse. We're thinking about it as intercourse, and it mm-hmm. isn't. It's abuse. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the the concept of rape culture? If you ever heard of it? Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, 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 okay, let me ex, let me explain what my what my understanding of rape culture mm-hmm. is. Right, there is this there is this thing that is called rape culture, where it's like a it's like an ideology that um, both men and women contribute to, where like uh, it's like sexual harassment, whether it's rape jokes, whether it's mm-hmm. um, sexual assault, whether it's um, uh, um, um, groping somebody. Um, I, I saw like a list of things like it's mm-hmm. like it, this all called this rape culture because it all contributes to I guess the out the end goal well not the end goal I would say like the end result being that women get raped mm-hmm. so like what what do you think about that I say oh lord because this is something that I had been talking about for a very long time we have been even if you think about our jokes there's always a sexual connotation to jokes now that's how we're socialized right sometimes I laugh at a joke and I'm like wait hold on like that is funny but is it is it that it's not funny or is it that it's, it's offensive right it's offensive right. so it shouldn't be funny as well it's it, really what but right, it's offensive <laughs> but I get what yeah. you're saying yes, I get what you're saying but at the end of the day you know the Caribbean whether we want to accept it or not we do we we la- we make jokes that are not appropriate mm. um, and young boys girls make the same jokes as well but also this idea of what we're wearing means well you inviting somebody I ain't care what you say if I so if I go to the beach you're saying that I'm inviting somebody to assault me right if I wear a short skirt, you're saying that I'm inviting somebody to assault me. But the argument has always been there are women who are wearing long dresses down to their ankles and still being assaulted. So we can't arm men or women with an excuse. It can't be what I'm wearing. And while I'm here, something that a lot of people get a little iffy about too. Prostitutes can be sexually abused as mm. well. And I had a huge argument, but that can't be true. No, that's that's. But let that me just sense. put that out there. <laughs> I, I don't know what the argument could be. <laughs> like, I don't know. Let me just put that out if there. If you're a prostitute, if you if you were selling fruit and they carry your fruit, yeah, I'm stealing. So, so if you're a prostitute and someone rapes you, that is 
Right. I had a huge argument That's about it. But argument. I don't I will tell you you y'all are in the minority. But I, I refuse to believe that. Mm-hmm. I go I mean, I have an issue with the whole rape culture idea. Okay. Um the ra- re- the reason why is because I think I think I don't think that sexual harassment is a steady progression into rape. I think that sexual harassment and rape to to some extent are two Separate. different phenomena because okay. only because sexual harassment one is widespread to the point that I could say like default men general like the average man has sexually harassed somebody in his life. Mm-hmm. The reason why he sexually harasses somebody isn't necessarily Leading the reason why rape. somebody rapes somebody. So mm-hmm. the reason why for example if I am in the workplace and I see a woman and she's wearing a really tight pants and I say you your pants look tight man <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying that is more coming. That's not necessarily coming from a place of like I'm going to take off the pants on it because I, I want feel to it. Yeah, I, I, want, I want to paint a picture for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you see the girl in tight pants, right. and you say everything looking good, right? Right. She got out of her car. So a man told her that when he was riding by on his bicycle, mm. she climbed up the stairs. Two men walking behind her told her the same thing. Right. She walks into the office. Somebody says it. She meets you. Somebody says it. It is that. It's not only, don't think it's only you just making a compliment, to you a compliment. This is something that is continuous, like continuously. You just, I just want to be able to walk and not have somebody seats or stop or talk to me or if my... Wish I understand, but like, as Marcus said, which is true, but as Marcus said, like the, the end goal isn't rape. Like when, I don't think each, I can't understand like, yeah, Mm -hmm. the, 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 um, combination of mm-hmm. all of those like cat calls or whatever mm-hmm. is that is very harassing that is annoying that is disgusting mm-hmm. but like I don't think each individual one is contributing toward rape okay I get that but just think about um I don't want to say rapist but I just think about a perpetrator right mm-hmm. the way he's gonna start sometimes starts with sexual harassment he's gonna start talking to her I'm not talking about and it could be the ones in the family as well I'm not talking about a one off case I'm talking about somebody you met at work and the person is going to start off saying, you know, I like how you look, da 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 And then every day until it gets more and more and more. So it's not saying that everybody who engages in sexual harassment will turn out to sexually assault a lady. Mm-hmm. But lots of times when some when assault happens, it starts with the little things because that's, that's how it goes, you know. You're not, you're going to start with a little thing, see how far you go, keep going, keep going, keep going until it gets to another level mm. but if you know that women are uncomfortable with it now you're gonna have a friend that you may say something to and she'll be fine with it but somebody you ain't know and I, I imagine my experience well not my experience but the experience I'm talking about where every single time you walk in somebody's saying something like that mentally draining so okay okay so um, by the way for anybody listening we're not saying sexual harassment is okay no 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 but basically what you're saying what you're saying is in that event, if we say that the, the 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 average man has engaged in sexual harassment at some point in his life, we can say that the average man is also a potential rapist. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. But if it's a steady I progression, think saying I every rapist. I'm saying that probably started as a sexual right. Harassment. It could have started yeah. as sexual <laughs> harassment as well. So if you know, it, it's it's uncomfortable. Right. And so you gotta understand, it's not somebody ain't just coming and pouncing on you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it starts with the little the little things and then it it gets further I can say what, 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 what I'm gonna be I don't want I'm trying to wear myself real particular but I can just say <laughs> okay, like to some men one might be so strange about that is that like, anytime a female like compliments us that is 
run our day like that's mm-hmm. you know what I mean like when a stranger tells you something nice that does that has really built up your day so I think that we probably sometimes see it as like the reverse of that like I just made this woman's day and yeah. not that we yeah. harassing her it depends on what you say too like I've had a man come and smell me in my neck yeah, that's, that's, that's like, and I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nah. that's not it. That's what not it. do you mean, like? But how about meeting somebody for the first time and just saying hi, right? Mm-hmm. So the next thing too is, if you know the person, I can't see you going and saying, you know, I really like how that blows is fitting you. Right. Da, 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 to somebody you don't know. But you know that some people hi is also seen as harassment too, depending on who it is. Okay. But I've just, I've just heard that Good morning. I've heard. I, no, I understand that. But for us to say that a man saying hi if a woman doesn't like it, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But to put it under the umbrella of something that is entitled rape culture mm-hmm. it does something i find yeah. something because really sure there's, there's no like standard correct way to approach any woman yeah there, there is not yeah like, i mean you you just have to be mindful and what i would say is to be respectful so yeah. for you know commenting on my clothes if i don't know you commenting mm-hmm. on how i smell things like that like people have come out and said you know i let your hair especially if my hair is down uh-huh. somebody would say you know i really let your hair or you know things like that and sometimes it is how it is done so somebody I don't know coming to say like how that pants fitting you. I've heard um, before. I don't want to see you coming, but I like to see you leaving. I'd be like, I don't know you. I think so too, right? That's terrible. But I think I've heard that before too. That I don't want to see you coming. I I know. Thank you very much. We'll just leave that there. I get, I get it. But I mean, why would you just say that? Well, forget it. That's. But um, Arlie's gonna kill me for using him as an example. But one day, <laughs> one day, um, my boyfriend came and he was like, Krista, I got something to tell you. You will not believe. Um, I think he'd gone to Sheraton and some lady just come up to him. I was talking, he like, he dresses me. So coming up to him, talking to him and touching his arm and why would she, and he's like, I don't know this lady. Like, what the hell? Um, and it was really random. Mm-hmm. And he come and he telling me, how uncomfortable he felt with one encounter I said Arlene I go in Sheraton and it happened like four or five times like yeah. what are you talking about but uh, what's funny too I have a friend of mine that um she lived in England for a while mm-hmm. and she was like she felt really unattractive because whenever Nobody she left anything. whenever she left one no one tells her anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it, uh, uh, it's a person to person thing yeah. but at the same time I think the general rule right. should be that if you see a lady on the street, be as respectful as possible. Right. Uh, but it's good morning, hi, hello. But what, what I'm saying, isn't, okay, it like, you know? isn't there like, isn't it like, I don't want to say a benefit. That don't want to use that word, but like. Uh, you're the, being nice and you could brighten somebody's day. Yeah. But you could look at a woman's face and say that she don't want you to say hi or anything mm. else. No. Yeah. 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 And I hate the line like when, like you could, I, sometimes you're so busy and you walk in and a fellow tell you about smile or some foolishness. I'd be like, uh-uh, right. not today. I don't know you. So, you, so, you, so you don't, you don't like the whole smile thing. You're against the smile. The yeah, smile. I don't like no. Like, are you in my personal space? I'd be like, you so pretty, just smile and then touching your face and thing. I'm gonna throw something at you, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but. I also want to ask you a question about before before we move off of the the whole rape culture thing, because the idea of the whole rape culture thing is that most men are potential rapists because of all these things that we do, whether it's rape jokes, whether it's um, harassment or whatever, that these all these things contribute to the 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between saying that most or all rapes are done by men mm-hmm. and then the difference is saying that all men rape. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I say it like crime, right? Mm-hmm. All crime most crime is done by men, mm-hmm. but a small subset of men do majority of the crime. Mm-hmm. Right? The average man isn't out there like a committing crime, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Not a criminal. But I find that men get demonized to a point where people expect that just the average person that because you say good morning, because you say hi, because you pay a woman attention, that that means you can be a potential rapist and you have to prove otherwise. I get what you're saying. Like, you don't mm-hmm. think it's fair that we have to prove we're not a rapist. No, they don't think, I don't even think that it's fair. It's just that I don't think it's helpful for the relationships between men and women on the whole. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. right, right. For women to this, I, I think women should, it's understandable if women are As I say, you have hands, you got to prove you're not yeah. a thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, understanding that where we live, mm. there's so many women who have been victimized, who've actually had the experience or had a experience nearby, mm. that it is only natural to be cautious. Mm-hmm. So yes, there you know there is a repercussion, and that may be it. But you know it. To be honest, it is what it is because for me to let down my guard is something that I will not do, even yeah. if I'm walking. Um, well, not alone, but say walking with my sister, I'm always very apprehensive. Like, okay, um, there's some strange people around. Yeah. What's not? But that is the reality. That's where we live. Yeah. Um, and there's really nothing that you could do about it. Mm. The, what we can do right now is when you, when we have children to teach our boys and our girls, no is no, mm-hmm. and to set boundaries because we don't have boundaries. So to set boundaries and now with the people that have that have experienced sexual abuse, to encourage them to come to counseling. And then those who have actually been perpetrators, which I want to bring home as well, they need counseling as well. Mm. And I don't know, think, that's a big point. Mm, I don't think that any kind of clothing that a woman wears warrants sexual harassment mm. or assault, etc. Right. But but to teach women that clothing is not communicative is very misleading to me, right? Why? If I see a woman walking that she's and she's wearing a bikini, mm-hmm. I can assume she's either going to or just came from the beach. Mm-hmm. That is a correct assumption. If I see that same woman standing up on Nelson Street in the same bikini mm-hmm. at night at ten o'clock at night, I can assume she's a prostitute, and chances are. I could be correct for that. Or too. she could be crossing the road and she still could be her crossing beach clothes, and, and you see clothes. her over there. Yes, uh-huh. but the idea that that clothing is not communicative, right? Mm-hmm. I think that there's no relationship between how people view you um, and what you're wearing. I think is very misleading. And and and, and, and here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this okay. So when people say people say don't don't tell women what to not wear. Tell men what to not do. Like, don't mm-hmm. t- tell men to not sexually harass or whatever. Here's a news flash, right? Mm-hmm. If it was that easy just to tell men stop doing bad things, the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. But the reality is there are bad people that are going to do bad things. Mm-hmm. And we need to do what we can to minimize the chances that those things will happen to us. Now, now mm-hmm. most se- a lot of sexual experiences... That, that things that go left, mm-hmm. right? Sexual assault, sexual harassment usually involve drinks, mm-hmm. right? Not to mention, if you're leaving home and you are wearing revealing clothes, mm-hmm. that increases your sexual attractiveness, mm-hmm. right? It, so it, oh, it's, a, sexual in, a sexual invitation 
not necessarily in terms of people touching you or talking to you, but just their eyes. You're, you're very appealing, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The more attention that you get, the more of a chance that you're going to get attention from the wrong person. Mm -hmm. That wrong person at a drinks free fat with drinks in him, right? Chances are, and these, these are hyper-aggressive half-drunk men. Mm -hmm. If I tell a woman, listen, you, what you are wearing is revealing, right? Mm -hmm. I would say, wear what you want to wear because they want you to wear whatever you want to wear and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. However, I would say, if you're going with, I prefer if you go with people that you know mm -hmm. and people that can protect you in the event things go left. Mm -hmm. But we can't even have that conversation anymore mm -hmm. simply for the fact that people say, don't tell women what to do. And I find that to be very, very dangerous. I wish you didn't wear it half of what you said the way you said it. But yes. you made some really good points. I thought so too, but the wording is a... Like that part yeah. when you said um, not sexual um, attraction, not not you being a... You, you've mentioned the eyes. Mm -hmm. right. And you said... Um, sexual, you would, sexual, sexual invite, sexually inviting, not, for, right. not in terms mm -hmm. of attention. Exactly, that's a very good point. Not um, necessarily um, harassment or, or assault. Very right. good point. And then you said... If you dress like that, you'll get more attention and right. you could get more attention from the wrong, wrong people, people because you, right. that is a very, very, very valid point. Right. And and, and, and you think that, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like, even if, say me and Kofi are driving, right? Mm -hmm. And we're driving at night and Kofi, we're going to a party, right? And Kofi stops somewhere to park and we go. And I tell Kofi, Kofi, park under a street light. Cause they hear out here got enough people breaking into cars and things, mm -hmm. right? So I'm saying find ways to make sure that little uh, there's a little chance that things can happen to you. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that there's a guarantee, mm -hmm. but be cognizant of your surroundings, right? Mm -hmm. I think that we need to kind of do that kind of thing for women. And if if a man advises a woman respectfully, right, and with good intentions, I don't really see anything wrong with that. But that ain't really the narrative. I think like. I agree with you, but I think a lot of women seeing it as like they men want them white knight. They don't need a man to. And a white knight. I, I get what you're saying. That ain't, that ain't vibe. But so remember earlier you asked why men have to um, pay for the rape culture and what's oh. not, right? And this is the reason the whole parking. Like I know it was an example, but right. all the precautions we have to take. Right. But. When you go in the supermarket, mm. no matter how much you like a particular product, mm. if you ain't had the money, you can't pick it up and walk out the supermarket with it. Mm. We have to teach men, it does not matter what I have on, my clothes have nothing to do with you. Mm. It is a matter how I'm walking, things like that. It is not your right to come and put your hands on a woman and think you can take. And let's not get it twisted. Rape is not about attraction, rape is about power. Mm. Rape is, and that's why women who have long dresses, who mm -hmm. may have on the hijab <laughs> and stuff like that, are still victims of rape. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. Rape is about power. So I understand your apprehension, especially with clothes and things like that. But you don't know what it's like that every time you go out, you have to be always conscious. You, you never feel free. 
I want to be able to put on clothes, feel how I want to feel, and leave. And so women now don't want the restriction anymore. Right. And they want the same way where before I had to be restricted. If you feel you can't control yourself, you need to be restricted. Because that's your behavior. I can't control your behavior like that. So yes, you may be attracted, but you have to be responsible for your behavior. If I see you got this shirt and I'm attracted to you because of this shirt and I can see all your tests and everything, then maybe you should go and take it off and go and put on one of them big tourist shirts because you attracted me and you don't know what I could do. Right. And it's not fair to women to constantly be saying what you have on means yada, yada, yada. Yes, you're attracted, but you have to control yourself. And rate will never be about what we have on. Rate will always be about men who want power, and that's the way they feel that they could get it. I mean, I, I, the thing is, I agree. I you know, you know what? I, you know what I think it is. I am very pessimistic about humanity, right? But so, you think so, like, so, there will always be bad people in the world. Like, as much as we try yeah, to control yeah. everyone, there will always so, be bad so people in the world. So there are good people, mm -hmm. there are bad people that don't know any better that can change, and there are just malicious, exactly. malevolent, disgusting right. So you're saying people. control, yes. man, and I agree a thousand percent. But, but you have to be, you, you have to put your precautions, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to walk somewhere by myself. I understand where I live, I understand... Um, how things could go. Mm. So therefore, I'm going to take the precautions. And mm. I understand that. Mm. Um, as far as saying, okay, but I don't want no man to walk me anywhere. I'm going to do it myself. That's not me. Mm. So I'm going to take the precautions to make sure, you know, nothing happens. Those women exist, though. I know, but... <laughs> they did. And that, I think that's what we... That's what Marcus, like, mm -hmm. want to focus on. I don't... Yeah, I can help you with that Right, right. The thing, the thing is, I, I. But it is freeing. Mm. Imagine for them, you know, it's just to be free and say, you know, I don't want to have to rely on anybody. Mm. I can take care of myself. Mm. The difference may be that I don't feel like I could take care of myself. So yes, I will walk in pairs. I don't go to the bathroom by myself. Somebody always goes. Sometimes I see my sister going to the bathroom, and I'm like, uh, uh, that's not it. Yeah. You gotta come with me. As I wait till she come back, it's okay. You gotta come with me. Can I? Can I do that? Can I like? Can I imagine the bathroom? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, okay, for example, there. Uh, let me give you, a, a, like, a, just a generic scenario. There are mm -hmm. times that I was with my, my ex, and, I, and she was going out, and she looked amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, where are you going? She was like, a dub. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, who are you going with? Then she called, like, three girls' names. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I no. don't... Okay, first thing, a dub means I could assume that security isn't, you know... The Primo, exactly. Yeah, you understand. Mm -hmm. And in the event that something happens, and it's just you and your three girlfriends, and it's an overpowering man, yeah. I am not comfortable with that. Am I allowed to say? Am I allowed to say that is not a good idea? I would rather you not go because right now, what the conversation is is that, regardless of if you got a point or if it's reasonable or not, you are not allowed to tell a woman that that is not a good idea. And well, it's a difference between saying that's not a good idea and you cannot go. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So it is how you say. So if I have an impression of the event that I'm going to go to and I think, you know what, this is okay for me, then who are you to tell me it isn't? Mm. Now, you can voice your concern and say, you know, I don't think that this is, you know, the best idea. So, you know, just take it under consideration or I don't know if you could go with her or if she would want somebody else to go, like things mm. like that. Mm. Like, you know, there's certain things. This week I had to do a presentation in St. Lucie. And um, 
I started around seven, so I knew it finished around nine. I don't drive to St. Lucie. I don't even know how. Yeah, people was there late. Yes, <laughs> like, people were there. Thank you very much. And Arlie was like, you know, I really don't feel comfortable with you driving. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I could drive. And he said, yeah, Crystal, but you're late, and Seems you know, you don't, yeah. yeah, you don't really know St. Yeah. Lucie that well. So I said, well, all right, I understand where you're coming from. Sure, you could take me. Mm -hmm. So there is a give and take. There's another time where he's gonna be like, I don't think you should go, and I said, well, I'm going, so too bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll call you. Mm -hmm. Or I'll message you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he has to be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. But, so. you know, you just have to respect the opinion. And then, you know, she has to make her own decision. Agreed. Agreed. So it's not you can't go. It is, you know, right. consider you, this. Yeah, yeah. Consider but that's what you fact. said, though. You didn't yeah. say you yeah, can't I, go. Yeah, right. I, would, I would say that I honestly, f it was one of the situations I would feel uncomfortable. And I would mm -hmm. not go to sleep until you get back home. But that's good. That's one. I'm sorry. Men need to do that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... You also mentioned um, um, HIV and and that and the fact that people, you know, go through that whole trauma. Mm -hmm. But you but you said that you don't think that many people that actually get diagnosed factor in that they may need psychological evaluation. Yeah. Um, anytime you get any type of bad news, you know, you're gonna be shook, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, the way I take news will be different from the way you guys take news, mm -hmm. right? And so one of the worries that you'd have would be things like depression um, creeping in, even things like suicide, for example. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't think about the mental health challenges um, and they are very real. And so one of the things that I've always said would be like even funding, like when we're looking at funding um, for HIV projects, always consider the psychological even for things like breast cancer consider the psychological you should always have a therapist from the time that diagnosis happens a therapist should be there mm. now the funding may not be there and you may have to go for external funding but we can't just leave people and just focus on the physical because lots of these illnesses are physical and psychological and mm. depression is real Mm. Especially with somebody who has HIV, because your entire life has changed, right? Um, but unfortunately, people don't take me or psychology seriously. But isn't it? I don't think it's always the case that they don't. As as you said, funding mm -hmm. might just not be there, and you might not see the benefit of going into debt mm -hmm. to talk to a therapist. Exactly, but that's why, like you know, programs like this is important because now we're raising awareness. Um, and hopefully the culture changes uh, when it comes to how we treat particular illnesses. But I am aware that you're going to have, there are funding challenges, um, but it's something that you just, you can't forget. So how, how come is funding challenges for like a psychologist, but people like go to your doctor and dentist, so easy? Well, people, people don't, it's two different things. So one, you're going to see there's symptoms that you can see. Mm. Right? So I'm going to go to the doctor. If I have a cough, I'm going to go to the doctor because that is a real threat that I can feel. Mm. Mental health challenges, sometimes you don't take it seriously, right? Because when you think of death, you're thinking about a physical illness, of course. But for mental challenges, you're thinking, oh, I could just go on the internet and read, um, read something or I could watch a nice video. Um, and unfortunately, lots of people do that, but still battle in depression. Mm. And until we see mental illness as a real illness, People are going to continue to suffer. So, right. Hmm. I, I I wonder like, like you, you told me on the phone too, mm -hmm. um, on WhatsApp that 
that mental health is not covered by insurance. Right. I did that not know is that. Crazy. That is yeah. retarded. Well, that, that is, is crazy. crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Retarded is a crap word, bro. I don't know what I mean. Well. <laughs> like, my brain controls my body. Yeah. If my body is insured. I mean, going on yeah, that yeah, further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, though. Again, people don't take it seriously. So if you go to a psychiatrist, um, maybe that could that would be covered because the psychiatrist is a medical doctor. But for a, for psychology, um, I don't know if you know there is somebody out there that I haven't seen. But I know patients constantly ask. We constantly check, and right now the ones that we've checked don't cover psychotherapy. Um, and again, we don't take it seriously. So, and then, you know, a doctor's visit is a one-off something. When you go to therapy, you're yeah. going to have 10 sessions. That's like 150 like, that's $1,500 gone. Like, when you look at it like that. Right. And 10 sessions. Do, do you... Th- but your mental health altogether afterwards. Which is, I know, which is yeah. great, which is worth <laughs> it. But it's but $1,500. Yes. It, yes. Um, which some people just don't have to spare. Do you, do you, uh, what are the, some of the indicators for somebody listening that would know that they're going through, like, something and they need mental health well there's so many disorders but um i mean it's a feeling that you know like or th- take for example if you feel moody so you know when you feel moody and you come out of it and you're fine mm-hmm. but if you feel that you're constantly stuck in a particular state or it happens very often or you know sometimes we describe it as just not feeling right and it's continuously and it's affecting how you function, things like going to work, things that you are accustomed to doing, you just feel that you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's a little more severe. Mm -hmm. So um, things like depression, for example, you know when you have a depressed mood, but when it gets to the point where you 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 feel you can't, not that you feel you can't move, like sometimes literally you can't move, you feel stuck, you've had, Sometimes you, you're thinking about suicide a lot more often. You start thinking about plans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then you know, okay, well, you know, something may not be right. But we know it's not, we know when we're not right, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we brush it off or we go on um, WebMD or, <laughs> you know, we Google it and, you know, try to get over it. But for some people, that's not going to work. But what are like some of the, some of the, like the smaller things before it gets that bad that you get? Like before you get to like that cat- catatonic state, like before that, mm-hmm. like when you're just feeling like really down. Oh, for example, like a, a bad breakup. So I went, mm-hmm. I went to a psychologist before for a bad breakup, mm-hmm. right? Well, partially, and then other mm-hmm. things too, right? Um, and I like the 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 grief that I felt mm-hmm. was immense, mm-hmm. right? And I the way that I like I see people online like mm-hmm. talking about their breakup mm-hmm. and talk and their world like crashing around them mm-hmm. and I guess because it's just uh, people see it as a breakup they mm-hmm. just see it as like oh this is just a normal thing mm-hmm. but some people give off some 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 signs though that they actually mm-hmm. need mental help like because it's difficult and it's, and it's hard for me to know when they actually need mental help like that breaking point when they need mental mm-hmm. help and when it's just something they, they can recover from I mean unfortunately sometimes you have to wait for the person to see okay, well, something is wrong. Um, And then there are times where, as an outsider, you may see some changes in behavior, but you also have to, you know, time is important. After a breakup, after you're grieving, you need some time because you need to figure out, is this grief or is this something a little more? Um, So that's just something to know as well. But 
the yeah. but the in, oh. you know at an individual level um, you know you're hoping that the person gets some insight and you know they're able to like how you would recognize okay something's off and then mm -hmm. they go but to tell you that there's a telltale sign you know really. some not really sometimes mm -hmm. um, people show symptoms you know in different ways but you'd notice a friend who's just staying in bed crying all day not wanting to leave home talking about suicide and all these different things continuously and it's serious that you go you visit and you realize no something is really not right um, you know mm. you'll, you'll have those cases of course but mm. Mm. it's a little difficult yeah because I don't know like I, I see a lot of people going through like anxiety mm -hmm. and I see a lot of people going through like small stages of depression and it's hard for me to say like they actually need professional help, but mm -hmm. but but the thing that everybody says is that psychology doesn't work, and they yeah. met before and they tried it mm -hmm. and it was. What do you think about that? What do you think people saying that psychology doesn't really do anything? Therapists. Well, if somebody has tried it and it didn't work for them, my recommendation is to try another therapist, or it depends on what the issue is that they came to the therapist with. Mm -hmm. All right, because if, you know you could go to a therapist, the therapist is trying to help, but there's something else that's going on. Yeah. Um, so I'd want to get a whole backstory, but I can tell you personally that I have I have seen the benefits of therapy myself, and I've had patients who have, you know, made a, an entire 360. Um, so I can speak to the power of therapy, especially for trauma. Yeah. Um, I, and just in general, I know that it's helpful. And I also know what happens when you don't go and you think you can solve it by yourself. How do you determine what's a traumatic experience from what isn't? Like, if somebody comes to you and it, it seems like, I don't know. Anything all, could be trauma. Somebody's cat dying could be trauma. It depends on individual how they do Yeah. Right. So, that, okay, but then so how, how, yeah. how do you know that what that their, their symptoms are, I guess, enough for you to say that this is, I can classify this as a traumatic case now. This is one, as opposed to just a something else but there's no, for trauma anything I'm talking about the person's reaction to it so mm. not trauma in the sense of um, only things like abuse or accidents or stuff like that mm. but something that literally rocks the person's world I have a friend who I'm not a dog lover I've, I've never really had okay. dogs and stuff like that but I have a friend who loves her dog like loves her dog like a <coughs> child mm. and so Every time I see her interact with a dog, I know that is love. It may sound silly to some people, but you could see that that is love. Now, for me, if you see me with a dog, I mean, my aunt has two dogs. I'm just like, hey, touch a little. Mm -hmm. I would feed them and what's <laughs> right. not. But my react, you know, my attachment to them would be very different. Mm -hmm. So, again, it would depend on the you know, the person and what they deem. Because if anything were to happen to her dog, she it would be a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. But anything happened to my dog, I would probably have to be there for my aunt. Mm -hmm. But it would not impact me in the way it would impact her. Mm -hmm. I want, I, I would like, I want you to hear this, something that I've, I've been researching for a while, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, especially with women, that women go through anxiety and depression more than men, mm -hmm. right? Um, especially major depression and um, 
I think it's getting worse now because of like social media mm-hmm. and there's a lot of constant comparisons for women. So when, when men and women post on social media, first thing women post, I think women post more than men, mm-hmm. but also when women post and when men post, women more post, women, women more use the front facing camera, mm-hmm. men more post the, the back camera, mm-hmm. uh, which can also mean Women more post about themselves and how they and look. Very personal. But men well. more post what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Or, or what they have, something mm-hmm. like that. And when you put, but when you put yourself up on on this pedestal for ridicule or criticism mm-hmm. and stuff and comparisons, mm-hmm. I find that to be a lot more like uh, risky, especially when it comes to oh, like yes. your your own like personal feelings and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would like to know like what you can tell women specifically, mm-hmm. um, how to kind of avoid those situations um especially knowing that they're prone to anxiety and depression i mean on one end we may be asking them to be a little exclusive especially socially because that's where the world is right we're not uh we're no longer playing outside you know our playground is now social media Mm -hmm. um and so one would be the risk of not i don't want to say not being cool because that sounds lame but (laughs) not being included socially Uh But then, yes, on the other hand, you're, you've opened yourself to a lot more criticism. And so the best of both worlds would be to teach women that, although it's going to be hard, that you have to be sure within yourself. And so if somebody says this to you, you know, you have to at least understand that, you know, this is not you. This is something that they're going through. But that's easier said than done. Um, and unfortunately, there's no easy answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's why I want to ask you because I, I have no idea. Like, I, I usually Wait, don't. Hold like, on, I need water. I'm about to cough again. Um, <coughs> I know you you drink water. Y- yes. I oh, know. okay, cool. Okay, great. Yeah, I have a podcast. <laughs> I have a podcast. We, we go, have two we glasses. One is coffee and one is marketing. Another for the guests. Yo, what? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Right, but so like that—that's a major issue that I see, and with those two things together, I mean, mm-hmm. their their own um, susceptibility to um, to negative emotion. Right, because before. I- what time are we at now that you're doing this? Fifty-five. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. The camera was. Um, you, you, you need water. You can get water for you. Um. I I didn't stop it, nah. I just was looking at the um. You 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 bring yeah. it, Mosey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just it. drink out Marcus' water too. Don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Don't stress yourself. I just drink Marcus's water. Are you sure? Cause you know. Okay. Marcus got those. Let drinks. me just drink a little more water. Oh no no yeah yeah drink it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this is a breaker. We just yeah. I, I I took advantage of that. I had to move. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you touch, you didn't touch it, right? No, you go. I didn't, but no, you got me second guessing. Yeah, we good. You know what's funny? That we keeping it all this week. Nah. That'd <laughs> <laughs> no, be garbage. That'd be garbage. What to do? What to do? Keep it. And we're back, dog. Like, nah, that's no. And we're back. Body <laughs> <laughs> things, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, things fall down, so yeah. So, one of the things, especially when it comes to social media that I think about, would be, I remember when I was graduating, I had just started a charity. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I had won a couple awards and at school I had won like student of the year and I was so excited. Let me tell you, graduation was a big time for me. Mm-hmm. And the day after, um, or the Monday after, a friend of mine was telling me, oh, somebody was saying, you know, how good you did and whatever, but your hair, then was they talking about your hair, da 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 and mm. I was like devastated. That's one person, right? Yeah. Imagine I post that picture. To the world. To the world, right? Nobody ain't care about what accomplishments yeah. happen or anything like that. That's, yeah. And then 10 million people, well, I mean, maybe that's an exaggeration. Even the five that comment mm-hmm. and say, what's happening to your hair and stuff like that, you know? That could be devastating yeah. for a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when we talk about mental health and social media, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Um, and all we could do is to teach our males and females because males get the feelings hurt too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think that um, like, the way that a lot of us put our store and how valuable we are in society by likes, mm-hmm. like that, that affects our mental health too? Yes, of course, because that's how we're validating ourselves. Because if I... If I'm saying that I am a good person or, um, you know, the measure of who I am happens to be my likes and I get one like, yeah. then, you know, that could do a lot for your self-esteem. A lot of things have, have to do with perception yeah. and how you view yourself. And if you view yourself as a like on Facebook, then, you know, that's a shaky ground. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Nobody s- on Facebook, but yeah. But yeah, we get it. <laughs> Instagram. Uh-huh. But um, uh, one one solution that I have is you have to counterbalance your uh, wanting people's like self worth. What you just said, self mm-hmm. aware, self awareness. Wanting mm-hmm. people uh, like getting validated by other people. Yeah. But also self awareness, and to do that, I think we need to be more introspective. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if like I don't know if one of your um, um, recommendations to your clients would be like. A diary, right now. Mm-hmm. Like journaling, so can, I, right? I journaling, right? Journaling. journaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you journal too? Yes. I was going to, but I I never started. But I heard that I got a lot of um, advantages. Just yeah. like write down how your day was, or what? Yeah. So sometimes, um, and it's good for looking back as well. So some I would write like what makes me happy, what made me sad, um, and just general things that made me upset. And then just continue writing. I don't do it every day, but I try to. A friend of mine, um, I went through something recently, and a mm-hmm. friend of mine who studies psychology, coincidentally, was telling me to write down something good about myself every day. Like, yeah. Like, the morning, I know it's written like down Like affirmation, yeah. Right, and then I put it in a jar. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of September, I was supposed to read it, but... Yeah. So I ain't gonna like, it, felt like, it feels like BS every morning. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the year, whenever you're opening mm. it, you know... If your self-esteem, imagine your self-esteem is based on what you're saying to yourself, those affirmations, some like on Facebook or Instagram or whatever can't touch you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's the idea. We can't be hungry for what other people say. You know, we have to mm-hmm. know within ourselves that I'm okay. I mean, like, you know, it sounds kind of corny too, but I'm enough. Yeah, I get um, it. What do you see? Uh, I hear people talking a lot about um, like uh, Caribbean parents mm-hmm. um, and how they raise their children and how it leaves like a lot of um, effects on negative effects on on our behavior later on in life. Do you okay. do you see that a lot? And what what specifically do you see mm-hmm. that parents do? I don't have no children. And I, when it comes to parenting, parenting scares me. Like, 
and it's only because I know that, and not personally, just psychologically, um, the influence that parents can have on their children. You're the first teacher. And so how you interact with your children from baby upward forms their personality. And so parenting is so important. Um, I can't tell you that I haven't worked with parents, so I can't tell you, um, you know, anything personal that I've seen. But just to say that children are sponges. And as a parent, what you say, what you do, how you handle things, that, that child is going to pick it up. So if you have uh, poor behavior, so you, like coping, for example, if you don't cope well, your child is going to pick that up and that could become their coping mechanism. And so all I could say on that is parenting is a very scary thing and you can't take it for granted because you potentially have the power to guide your child's life in a positive direction or a negative direction. And most of the time, it would be those things that you're not thinking about, the things that you do that you're not thinking about. That's what's teaching them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's scary as hell. So, so, mm -mm. so do you believe in um, beating your children? That's a tough one. And I, and I say I say because I could tell you now that I know the effects of um, lashing a child in anger and teaching a child that when you're angry or when, well, when somebody does something wrong, I have to use my hand. But I grow on legs. So I can't tell you that when my child do something that that's not gonna be my first reaction, right? Um, I, Arlene, I've had that conversation about um, lashing and stuff like that. So, strange enough, when he talk about children, he don't talk about hugging them, you know, he's talking about you, I will lash my child like this. Really? Are you not that he would lash though? Are you not that he would, there's a more go to your room kind of thing? No. I probably will be go to your room. Mm. No, but I mean, you have to understand each other because he's saying, like his mother was telling me, just for example, um, he was in his room, she went outside, she saw him on the roof like running around on the roof. He would catch bees and put it in his brother's pants. And <laughs> that then, is wild. Now nah, you're gonna get beef for that though. That's and a, then, that's a, that's a, that's a And then a he put a, a bucket of water on a stamp. His mother told him to fill up a bucket. He put it on his stamp and left it on. Break the whole stamp, the whole yard flood out. I can't tell you. <laughs> so he know what he's saying he can beat because if he, you know, if he get a child like he that, know he, know, he know. But I mean, I can't tell you that I will or will not. I know within myself that there are cases where the thing about it is if you're angry and you beat your child out of anger, right. that is where the danger is. Mm. But the thing, I, I when I look back on like beatings or whatever, like the things that I don't do, it was never because of the lashes per se. It's more like the fact that I disappointed my parents. Yeah. That that's where I, I know I personally learned. So I feel like when I get children, Mm -hmm. It can be more about the conversation. I can probably still be if it's easier to relax because I'll be saying it's nonsense. I think it's but, certain things. Like, right, the conversation yeah. is what I think is is much more important. Yes, and that's very true. Yeah, oh I yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, 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 I want to yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, you yeah. about why you did this mm -hmm. rather than every time like swatting or hitting. Mm -hmm. And then just to share an experience, when you're interacting with your parents, you do something wrong. Your natural, Their natural reaction from your eyes is to hit. I had an experience where somebody did something. I might see myself raise my hand to hit somebody. And it wasn't uh, something that I consciously wanted <laughs> to do. But my hand just raised and I was like, uh-uh. Like, well, I was, what, a couple of weeks ago, obviously, last week, a friend, a, fem a friend of mine hit me. And I was like, 
it, it, took me, it was just yeah. a hit. Like, it wasn't like a hit, like a thing. It was like, we're not a far. And I'm like, what? Because we, you know, we, we, we just, mimic behavior that yeah. we see. Mm-hmm. And so unconsciously, that's the way we know how to handle certain things because that's how we've been parented. So, <laughs> that's yeah. A, that's crazy, though. Yeah, for so real. So that's it why I'm saying, right. So that's why I'm saying, consciously, for me, I don't want to lash. Mm. But I don't know what will happen. Mm. And I, you know, I hope I don't do it just packed and... But was it really, was it a recommendation you would say other than lashing each other? That was, is probably as effective. Well, the talking is effective and then t- taking away things that they like. Mm. So I don't believe in the corner thing, looking at a blank wall. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't manage. <laughs> that was, What was the theory even behind that? I don't know, but that makes making sense to me. None. Well, well, no dinner tonight. <laughs> Like full of starvation. Oh, it's not like if you just had a pot of rice and you're like, you just get rice and then you ain't getting no, you ain't getting no meat. There, so. Sit there and watch me eat. Like. <laughs> you know what my father used to do? Um, well, this is when I was older. Like, he would ask me to do something and I didn't do it. And like, I would be going like, my, by my grandmother for sleepover or going out. And he would see me walking out the house and he'd be like, Where you going? Go back in your bed. Put on your pajamas and get you back again away. That I know I got bike pack. I don't call my cousins. Everything. Like plans are met. Plans are okay, made. Okay, that was effective. That was effective. And look, I, that can't happen to me. And then the next <laughs> thing too, like he would do. Uh, my, my father's way of parenting was embarrassment, to be honest. So like, if you couldn't be on the phone, like don't go on the phone. Uh, don't do this. Don't do that. Or he would ask, you know, you got to clean your room and you didn't clean it, and I on the phone, he's pick up the phone, you ain't know to clean your room, you must have got cockroach, all sorts of things, and they go clean, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and then, but, is that like, I, I, I don't know anything about psychology, but. Mm. But it was a, it was a joke. Okay. So, mm. let me just say that, it was I a could joke. I can see someone, I can see like people, I, I can imagine people like really out here just embarrassing their kid. I know, so don't let me promote that. My father, right. I, my father's a joke. You father had a, this on these things, yes. and you're older too. Yes. Right. Okay. Cool. So, I, and that brings up another point too. You have you have to know your children and know mm-hmm. you know what will work for them as well. Parenting ain't easy. I look. In reference mm-hmm. to that, when you mentioned banning early, like taking away something they yeah. enjoy, I I don't think that worked on me as a kid because I okay. remember like my father banning from Cartoon Network for life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember like I wasn't allowed Yo, to watch Garden Network. Mm-hmm. That's a bit harsh. Point, I was late. I was like 21. I was like, mm-hmm. the TV was on Garden Network. He made a comment. But like, wait, 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 wait. for real, B. But, like, but the point is, right? I don't. I just replaced it with other things. Mm-hmm. Do you find a petty though, B? Huh? When that happened? When, when I think he was making sport the other day when he did Oh, that remember mm-hmm. that petty thing that happened? Like, he was like 14 in my like, seven years in my life. You see, it happened, when, it, it it happened when we had a brown Zenith box. Oh, Lord. Uh, I, will, I don't remember what I did. I shot a 14 with Lifetime. <laughs> that, that, that is so 32 funny. Was car- <laughs> that is so funny, right? 26 uh, was TNT, yes. I, I was banned from Car Network for a life. I don't know what I did. That but is it was crazy. Like, I think it used to be like the length of time his band used to be. Mm-hmm. But I just used to replace it with whatever else I felt mm-hmm. like. I would just find something else to take mm-hmm. out my time. So it wasn't like I was learning not to do this. <laughs> I was just learning to do other things. Right. I think, again, you have to know your child because banning me from stuff would you know, that's going to work with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, you have to know your child. I know, like, people um, ask children to write lines, stuff like that. Like parents? Um, parents yeah. tell children write lines? Yeah, write lines. So, right. some say that that works. Um, yeah, I don't do the corner stuff. 
the talking to, you can go certain places, or if there's another birthday party coming. But the one thing about it is you have to be consistent. And that's a that's a challenge because children know how to manipulate. Like children, have, they ain't got nothing to do, you know. They ain't got to go work. They ain't got to pay no bill. All they had to do is to watch you and figure out how to manipulate you. Mm. So you have to be consistent, even in you know the punishments. So if you say, well, next time a birthday party comes up, you can't go. You have to be consistent I with it. I don't know how I can do it because like yeah, not, I frighten. I laugh. Like it, it, my immediate reaction is almost always to laugh mm-hmm. or smile. So like mm-hmm. if my my nephew would do something or say something, mm-hmm. and I just I want to tell him no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am I'm saying it while breaking, don't laughing. Mm-hmm. I will go like walk away and hope somebody else tells him. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it happens so often, be mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. some absolute put, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's hilarious. You know, some my cousin has two boy, two very active boys, and. Um, she found like the sticker method worked. So every time you do something that you're supposed to do, you get a sticker. Oh, okay. mm. uh-huh. And then um, if you do something wrong, a sticker is removed. And then say at the end of the month, you can get a treat or you get a, a present or something like that. So again, depending on the child, you know That's that may work. Fine. And that like works. That. For I like them. that. That sounds fun. I think my, I think my thing is is positive reinforcement. Yeah. I always like that that you. That you reward the good, good things behavior. before the bad things happen. Yeah. So they were more angry and encouraged to do good things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's my approach, but I would still be oh, still be little man. I think you should. Yeah. I um, hope I don't, but I can't tell you. <laughs> like some parents is I've heard of some things or like I remember mm-hmm. when I was in um, school, I've seen children with scars, and I'm like, what happened there? And they just casually oh, I got me last night. Oh no, that's horrible. That's, mm, that's yeah, not that's cool. not it. So that's abuse. Do you, right. do you deal with yeah. a lot of domestic abuse? Um. Yeah, well, when I first started. Do, do you think that... What do you think the the main reason is for the amount of abuse we see in Barbados? Like, we see a lot of women getting chopped up. We see a lot of... Um, Power again, yeah. yeah, we see a lot of people getting... Be- I, I spoke to somebody that was part of the crisis intervention center or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Mars, Mar- Marcia, Marcel. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be like, oh no, you, know, you, you mean Maria? Okay, okay you mean the mirror friend? No, no, no. But um, thing though, I can't remember the name. But anyway, okay. um, but she was telling me about um, hey mom, she can call me. Anyway, she was telling me about um, about the amount of uh, abuse that that you know we would see, and that women are afraid to like you know call somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also when I just see in the paper that somebody gets shot, somebody mm-hmm. gets stabbed, somebody get, you know, it makes you wonder like what it is about Beijing men from what you hear because you know you would talk to them that got we feel like we could just do these things. I don't know if I, I get that from patients necessarily, but just in general, um, one we don't teach our boys how to handle anger. Hmm. Mm. Right. So. When men get extremely angry, they feel, you know what, I have the power here and I'm going to exert my power. And so they do it by hitting, cuffing, stuff like that. Um, I was in Queen's Park. This had to be about two, three years ago. And just UILB used to meet, the charity used to meet in Queen's Park. And I tell you, no, like, I just hear, like, bricks, the screeching for the bricks. A man get out, pelt the woman out the car. Give her a cuff and drive gang car and went long and she running behind the car and she's you know trying to get onto the trunk all sorts of madness and I could not believe it but then when I stopped and I looked around 
everybody was just watching, just like me. Everybody's just watching. Mm. So yes, we were shocked, but we weren't shocked enough. Mm-hmm. We weren't shocked enough to, to do something, do something yeah. about it. And so, you know, depending on the situation, especially if somebody has a weapon, doing something is not an option. But I'm very sure nobody called the police. I'm sure nobody, nobody looked out for help. Because we've been desensitized somewhat to, to abuse. Or, you know, does married couple business or a couple business yeah, that's I ain't getting in that so you know we're like by standard effect in psychology you just mm-hmm. stand out there and assume that somebody else is gonna act and mm-hmm. so I don't do anything mm-hmm. um, but we need to teach men boys women too because oh, yeah. women can be abusers as well um, how to handle anger and this idea that I am so entitled that I can put my hands on somebody else. Right. It, it goes again to boundaries. We have to set boundaries. Like that is not okay. And from the first time somebody hit you and you say, uh-uh, this ain't it, and move on, then it's gonna get better. But if you continue to accept it, because we just poke in the barrier. You know? I may hit you a little hit now. I may get a little chuck now. And all I'm doing is pushing boundaries until I can't handle it. And you need to stop it from the time it starts. And unfortunately, we don't do that. I always thought it was like a scenario where you, it's what you grew up seeing. It's not always that case. No, so that's definitely one because mm-hmm. like social learning. I, if I see my parents doing that, I'm going to do that too. Or I allow somebody to do it to me. But lots of times, because not everybody who's seen it ends up being abusers as well. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, as I said, is about power. And feeling that I can exert this power and I have the right to exert that power. And um, what about, like, I don't know if, this, if you will have people that come to you with it, but, like, girls that will go out their way to, like, try to get you to, I don't want to say hit them, but, like, try to push you back in to see how far you can go. What? Or that, even, like, a girl, I remember telling mm-hmm. a girl I was, you know, said, like, um, I think I really care what she, I would hit she. Like, that's uh-huh. started my time. Really? Somebody said, so, I, I, I want to add to that, right? Um, I was stemming to my next conversation my, my next topic right but I have a friend mm-hmm. she had a man the man used to beat she mm-hmm. six months later she got another man he's beat she too mm-hmm. at what point do we say there may be something she's doing something she's doing yeah. not something he doing yeah. something she's doing I don't know how, how, how I, I can't um, tell you that if I see a consistent the only consistent thing is in she? something is her mm-hmm. at some point you have to actually look and see Maybe what am I doing to contribute to this? Not I that, not so. saying, not saying that what she, mm-hmm. what they're, what they're doing is right or warranted, mm-hmm. but something. Maybe her choice in men or something, mm-hmm. but maybe she, like she's drawn to a certain type of aggressive. But man. when she, when she said that thing, like it, like, it, it kind of like that's what she wants. Like she wants to be, I don't know, say punished, but like, where would you want that? I think it. I think it shows. It shows some people. That you care about them that much to beat them, right? Like, which is wild to me. Right, I, that's something totally different from domestic abuse, as in the exertion of power. So, right, we, you know, we do know that there are people who like, like being whipped and stuff like that. Nah, but that wasn't. Nah, to nah. be to say that <laughs> she getting choking, kitchen like. I don't mean your friend. Like, oh, I mean, oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean your, I mean the person that you're talking yeah, about, yeah. Uh, because I can't say that. It is her because I know men that no matter what happens, he would never put his hand on a, on a lady. Now, to say that she's doing something to provoke, I ain't care what she doing, 
you never have the right to put your hand on somebody else. Even in the event that they put their hand on me? No, self-defense and things okay, like that, cool. that's a little different. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to assess the situation. You and a female get into a fight. She push you. You're well, if I was to do it, you're stronger than me. Your reaction to anger is going to be different from mine. So my pushing going to make you do this. You I'm pushing like me in anger is totally out. different. A lot of people think, oh, she pushed me, so I can push her. But the power balance can be very different. <laughs> and so the danger and the way you react to anger may be a little different from how she reacts. But then, like, I mean, like, let me see you push me and, like, it's not like I want to hit you, but my... Reflex. My reflective action is to push back or to swing. You need it, to walk away, and you shouldn't be in a relationship with a woman that that bringing that out in you. Neither. How much do you contribute emotional distress to people doing things that are out of their character and being irrational? Say that again. Like how much? How much? How much do you put like emotional distress? Like for mm -hmm. example, another under no circumstances should you hit anybody at mm -hmm. all, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. some things are not that cut and dry. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, if I find out, and this is something that I've heard of before, that a man that was married to a woman and, uh, you know, he things were fine, he was paying the bills, whatever. Um, <laughs> things, it was a pretty traditional, it was a traditional thing where mm -hmm. he was paying the bills and although she was working, he was paying for majority stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But one day he came to find out that she was having an ongoing relationship with somebody for the last five years, mm -hmm. right? While they were together, I think, married, right? You know about psychological trauma, mm -hmm. and you know what psychological trauma could do to somebody's psyche, mm -hmm. especially in the moment. Mm -hmm. Now we talk, now we having a conversation about rational people mm -hmm. making rational decisions. Mm -hmm. Now there's got sometimes when people in the moment just do things that you know are just out of their character. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's it's like, yeah, you should say that under no circumstances you hit somebody by any day. This this is why I think this, that this happened when you find out that somebody this 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 you know was cheating on you. Mm -hmm. Your idea of the relationship was wrong. Every all your memories that you had for the last mm -hmm. five years were wrong. Mm -hmm. What you think the relationship now is not right, mm -hmm. right? Is off. And also the relationship in the future hangs in the balance. Mm -hmm. The past, the present, and the future. Your perception of it is wrong. Everything is wrong, mm -hmm. right? That is enough to, for, a te uh, uh, for temporary insanity to do something that you would not usually do. It's not enough because you get locked up. If you, if, if you are angry mm -hmm. and you're upset and you pick up a gun and you shot the lady, right? right? You go in prison. Right. right, right. I, I agree with you that. You put your hands on the lady, you go in prison because you are still in control of your person. What happened is that you are so angry. Yes, you're not thinking straight, but... You are conscious enough to know where you are, to know that that lady's over there, to go towards her and to hit her or whatever it is that you want to do. So the temporary insanity thing, not going to work. It is devastating. But again, <coughs> we have to teach our, our males and females, our mm. boys and girls, and I keep saying boys and girls, so you got to start from young, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's never okay to put your hands on somebody. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is getting to you and you know when you're in the first stage of a relationship you know that this person taking you out of your character walk away yeah because if and if somebody could cause you to act outside yourself to lose yourself mm -hmm. then that person has the control you ain't got no control anymore yeah 
And so, it, you know, choosing a partner is really, really important. And sometimes we're drawn to people that we feel like we need to help. And then you go into a relationship and then nothing you could do. Yeah. And I, then you I, find yourself the, in the, danger. Sorry, Bukofi, but there's got sometimes when I... And this is all, this is now my per, people that I know personally. Most of mm-hmm. people that I know personally that that divorce stuff from me are mm-hmm. are women, right? Mm-hmm. And when women tell me that they that they break their character, mm-hmm. um, usually it, it is not hitting. It is more Fair. damaging damaging things. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So mm-hmm. so so you know she left. He left his phone. You know on. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Saw messages, mm-hmm. right? And he wasn't there. And she started just mashing up things mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. And then, but then when she told me, well. He had sex with like a bunch of women all this time, and I didn't know. And she, and she said that, and because of that, I mash up things. It's be like, it was wrong, mm-hmm. but I can understand how somebody could be going through such a traumatic yeah. experience in the moment yeah. that they do something just to be at all. No, it's not that I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. It is that you know we have to be able to have enough control mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you're putting yourself in more stress by acting out in this particular way. So you have to know how you handle anger. And if you don't handle it well, then you, you have to find an alternative. So you gotta know when, like I, I always say, I know where my walk-up point is. So when I like absolutely upset, and it's not to say that I would mash up anything or anything like that, but um, even in, in my relationship, if I know that there's something that really get him to me and I get him angry, I would say, all right, I need a minute. And Arlie does it too. Sometimes he would say, all right, Krista, I need a minute. And I just let him go. Mm-hmm. And we gotta be able to recognize. Listen, uh, uh-uh. uh. Some th- I need. I need to walk away before things get a little hectic, and then move away. And you doing it for yourself. You ain't doing it for the person either. Cause you don't. And the thing is, you don't know what you're gonna do when you're angry. Right. Yeah, I can't right, tell you yeah, right yeah. now that if you get me angry, that I can just walk out and say, "Okay, Marcus, bye bye." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't know. I'm not putting myself at risk. I really have no idea. I I wanted to ask something earlier. You said, um, "Teacher, children, boys and girls, on and on hit. Put your hands on someone." But like that, they go through like bullying and stuff. Yeah. So like how. This is kind of a real big time to bully. Like, how do you, how would you advise children to stand up to bullying? F bullies. F that is what you're saying. Yeah, you see, I don't have, I don't have an answer for that because there are scenarios that I have heard, and I was like, oh my goodness, I, I know, I don't know what I would do here, but I do know you don't know the person just from a logical perspective. You may say, okay, well, this person keep interfering me, and I need to react. Mm-hmm. And you come and you say, I can give this person a big shove and this person got a knife in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Right? And I can't account for anybody else's behavior. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go through the steps to make sure that the person is punished. And so a lo- lots of times so people say, you know, go to the teacher and talk to the teacher. The teacher and do anything. Um, and that comes up sometimes. I know lots of teachers who have stepped in as well. But in that case, you have to antagonize the system until something is done. So I'm not afraid, like I used to say um, like to my sister as well, I'm not afraid of like getting in a fight. I ain't gonna fight, because I know I can't fight. Well, I can't say, because if I angry at me. But, <laughs> but I know that I'm gonna take this situation to every extent of the law. Everything I need to do to make sure that I get justice. And for me, justice is not busting somebody's face. Mm. Okay. Mm. Right? And so that's the, only, that's the approach that we have to take, because, and I know it's a difficult question, and I know that you know, there are times where you have to stand up for yourself. But again, you standing up for yourself 
could be death or right. could be severe yeah. injury as well. So you always have to be very careful. But we need to take bullying seriously as yeah, well. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So you made a good point though that that males need anger management and it should That's be it should be almost point. a staple that all males should have some kind of anger management sessions or understanding anger and and how to kind of find ways around it. Mm-hmm. But like I don't even know how you respond to that by looking for some way to for you to say like they got anger management classes. <laughs> uh, Choose is that sick. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's really culturally right because. Mm. Um, when a man expresses anger, it's accepted. Mm. So when you vex and you see you, I would just cuff you, you head. Yeah, that's cool. Like, but that's, that's tr- I would say that's tradition, even. Yes. Mm. But you say, you know, I feel really sad. I feel a little depressed um, about something today and whatever. And somebody may respond to you, man, man up. Yeah. Right? Like, you're just supposed to accept that. Something happened, you're just supposed to get over it. Exactly. Yeah, and so because of that, uh, men sometimes find it difficult to express certain feelings. Mm. Um, Classic masculinity, Marcus. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> th- that, that's really an individual thing. I don't know, especially if I end up having boys. Um, I'd have to teach my children my, or my boys that you know it's okay if you're upset. It's okay to cry if you need to cry and what's not. But. The reality is, we're going out into a, ro- a he's going out into a world that if he expresses his emotions like that, there's you know you're gonna have a stigma as well, um, and you know that's really hard. Yeah. To say that I have a solution um, is a is a bit far fetched. Other than from parents, we have to teach our children that it's okay to show particular emotions, mm-hmm. um, but then make it comfortable for guys to be normal around you. So you don't always have to be macho all the time. Like if you're upset about something and you cry, you gotta be able to be with a friend that, all right, you crying, be that's cool, mm-hmm. and not like lose a whip. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess that's pretty much it, mm-hmm. Crystal. Thanks for coming. No um, there, but this, there isn't one more thing. L- listen, I just feel very, I feel very. Um, I don't, is it is it scared? Is it? The more that I think about. Barbados the more that I I have like a fear of like no I, I've been having like a hyper focus on like women and what women mm-hmm. go through and I've been try- I, I'm somebody that likes to have think of a cause like mm-hmm. find out what the issue is figure out what the cause is mm-hmm. and then target the, right mm-hmm. and I don't like to just say extravagant exaggerated things right mm-hmm. and I feel that one of the main things about our culture is is the music. I think mm-hmm. the fact that our music is kind of stems around the objectification of women, mm-hmm. and that is not even an exaggeration. Yeah. The fact that it's like three topics every single year, the one season we have, mm-hmm. uh, one of the major topics is talking about a bumper. And then when mm-hmm. you talk about the bumper, you talk about the bumper like it is not attached to a human being. <laughs> so the point where some men saying, grab the bumper, trip in the ground, you know, <laughs> make it down, damage it, damage it, damage it. Eventually, oh like, if you, if you look at, if you, yeah, look at like, if you look at like gangster rap, Mm-hmm. And how gangster rap kind of like it's like a it's like a, a two way street. So gang, gangster rap, but influence men that f- that f- that you know music is a lifestyle for them. Mm-hmm. And then also when they get into gangster rap, they kind of make music that has I- impacted. Yeah. Their, but it's right. So it's kind of like a two way mm-hmm. thing. And then it becomes like this like feedback loop. And it's like going back and forth all the time until it becomes something like huge. Mm-hmm. For us, that is treating women like crap. 
honestly, mm-hmm. Reddit is talking about bumpers and talking about. I like that. Um, you mentioned guys start just snow because if you look at um, even that song music, their relationship with their gun sounds more loving than their relationship shit. with women. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's so true because yeah, that's 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 true actually, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I feel that 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 has kind of that is one of the reasons why our culture has is so sexualized, mm-hmm. and we may, and it's and it's like okay. It seems okay for that men would feel like it's okay to actually like pursue these things because it's like to to think that that you know how we have like instructional songs like what yeah. to do to the bumper what to do when you push bumper whatever mm-hmm. to assume that that only stays on the dance floor and that mentality doesn't like overflow into this or way of life I find that I find that would be hard to believe if I thought otherwise so like I don't know what I don't know what to do. Because to change our culture is wrong. I mean, like, to change soca music into, well, like, gospel, that is, like, wrong. But I don't know if it's just, if that problem is just bigger than us. Right. And, you know, we need songs that celebrate. So, you're talking about the bumper, but, mm. you know, songs that celebrate women, mm. um, as you're saying, and not, you know, songs that see them as objects. Mm. And I think that that part is possible. Mm. Um, but... Unfortunately, I, I can say it is what it is. And so in our own individual ways, we have to be able to stimulate the discussion and also stimulate some of the solutions as well. Mm-hmm. I think women go through a lot and we take it for granted. Even when you know you see women act a certain way, you sometimes men don't understand what we go through on a daily basis, back to the sexual harassment topic um, and the risk of being sexually abused. Now, there is a risk for men as well, but... Um, yeah. The discussion, not yet. <laughs> no, no, they came Marcus said that from a gender. You you ever um, had to counsel somebody that was sexually abused? A man? male. No. Oh. So you, wait, you've never had men that were sexually abused come to you? Men saying? don't usually come. Oh well, yeah, that's true too. That's which is the main problem that men don't even. And if I did, I couldn't tell you anyhow. But yes. Oh, oh yeah. Right, <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Right. Same. Right. Yeah. And then it's usually. I, I really wish we would treat. It's mental health like we treat like your body because I mean yeah. it's going to yeah. doctor yeah, for a yeah, checkup yeah. but we've most of us have never seen a therapist yeah yeah and when, sorry when you say sexually abuse men being sexually abused you mean by women or by other men oh I was talking about women but it, other men as well in what in what scenario like do men is it like the woman who drug the man like Mark, how does that work if you think would it be your penis can grab a effect is sexual abuse oh well, well oh, but I, I ain't getting therapy for that though I mean yeah no, I'm not I'm, going therapy for you won't but you, you, don't, you won't but you don't know who might think like exactly that's the first thing he ever got robbed he didn't want to do it for that special listen, person listen <laughs> listen and you know the, I've who heard, is that I don't know dog I ain't know I have heard of an experience mm-hmm. where and it's not only one man it's two people that I know who have been stopped and women fall, so every time he goes to a party, a woman follows him. If he's standing up, like just normal, she come and grab him and st- grab his person and stuff like that. So, you know, you could say, yeah, that ain't anything, but it happens. And unfortunately, I know of one of the cases where the person went to the police station and the police officer laughed and he went, oh. Okay, I get you. I get. I, I was thinking rape. That's why. Okay. And I can't. I, I honestly but can't think without possible. drugs involved. Yeah. I can't really. I can't really think. It of. is. It is mm. definitely possible in the same way. And it could be drinking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. it's possible. But you in a situation where you like a particular girl, just as it is the other way around, mm-hmm. um, 
and things start to get hot and heavy and you ain't really about that or you don't have a condom so you don't want to do anything and she like uh-uh you're doing it now and you get forced to do it now because it's not common or we've been socialized to think of it as a joke we kind of just push it aside but it is definitely possible and to okay. the men that have gone through that it's extremely traumatic especially mm. because he can't tell anybody because people are gonna laugh at him I agree I agree I agree oh you're here laughing at my makeup mommy Huh? You already laughing at my makeup right, man. Yeah, yeah, you makeup man. Makeup man, sporty. My makeup man, sporty. You get touching. Me, you don't know. You don't know what happened. Yeah, it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Or a man who has been abused as a child, mm. and then a woman come and does that to him again. Oh, in that like oh, the scenario yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Okay, yeah, I get it. Right. Get it, get it. And the thing is, people go through their individual things. When you meet somebody, you meet in the shell. Like you don't know what their life experience has been. And so one inappropriate move could trigger something else, right? Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Krista, thanks for coming. It You're was welcome. great. It was informative. Very informative. Yes. I really liked it. You all um, are very interesting. <laughs> Especially you, Marcus. You have, <laughs> you have a change one bit. Oh, man. It was, it was really good to see you, Campbell. Um, so it was nice being here. But anyway, um... Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no podcast. Lizzie, I know podcast. Yeah, um, knowledge yeah uh, Krista, thanks for coming again. No um, producer D, big up yourself. Green Shanti, all up in Toronto. Green Shanti. And Shark Gabby. Shark Gabby, I'm talking Shark Gabby. I'm working with that at all. <laughs> we ain't working with Shark Gabby. I know podcast. We out. Thanks for watching the I Know Podcast, information, knowledge, and observation. Don't forget to give this video a like and subscribe to our channel. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at I Know Podcast. We'll see you soon.